John chapter 5, starting with verse 2. Hear the word of God. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, in Aramaic called Bethesda, which has five roofed colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool where the water is stirred up, and while I am going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take your bed, and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Amen. Jesus here asks a question that is most surprising. Do you want to be well? It's an important question, but not one you can anticipate. The answer seems to be so obvious. Yes, of course, I want to be well. Who wouldn't want to be well? How can you ask such a thing? It almost seems to be offensive or disrespectful to ask such a thing. Yet, when you read the scriptures, you sense that Jesus has an insight that makes the question necessary. Remember, Jesus never wastes words. And if he asks such a question, it was for the person's good. The pools of Bethesda, where this question was asked, was outside the temple precincts where people would pass as they were going to worship. There gathered a multitude of the sick and invalid to beg and to seek the mercy of those headed into the temple, to seek alms. There was a belief that as the pools were stirred by the natural springs that fed them, that the first to enter into the water would be healed from whatever ailed them. Tradition said that the water was stirred by angels, angels' wings, sent from God. The result of such stories was that whenever the waters gurgled or were put into a commotion, there was this mad rush of those who were sick trying to get into the pools first. It seems that there was a well-known man who had been by the pools for 38 long years trying to get into that water, and yet to that day was still not well, was still an invalid. Jesus hears about this man and his history and asks him the question, Do you want to be made whole? The question is asked of this specific man. With his specific history of seeking wholeness for almost four decades, the the reason why Jesus asks seems to be tied to the great time the man had sought healing. It seems as if Jesus is asking, How much do you really want to be healed? It seems as if he is asking his sincerity in seeking this. The man answered that as he moved towards the water, he was never fast enough. Someone else always got there before him and received the blessing. So why did Jesus ask? Why did he ask this question? What did he see that made it necessary? Our hearts... Where we have that place of desire is a tricky part of our soul. 
We convince ourselves we want one thing in our minds only to find out that our hearts are given to something else. A few weeks ago, I spoke to you, to you of that rich young ruler who thought he wanted eternal life only to find out that he desired the comfort of his riches even more. The heart, as the scriptures say, can be a deceitful thing. It is to this part of this man's life that Jesus asks the question, do you want to be made well? Now Jesus knows the hearts of all men, and so he asks for this man's benefit, what he wants. He is telling the man to examine his heart and see if he truly wants to be well. But again, who would not want to be well? At first, we would all say, yes, I want this. Yet, when Jesus heals, when Jesus delivers or saves, there is always a change, a great impact on one's living, on one's behaving, on one's thinking, on one's speaking. Life changes after a confrontation of grace from the Lord, a gift of grace and mercy from God. Life may not get easier, it may get more complicated. And to be healed, delivered, or saved does, this, does not just end on the day of receiving wholeness or salvation, but should extend through the rest of your days. Your response to God's gift should not end with the day of healing or the day of being saved, but should become the theme of your whole life. So there is a great weight in that question. Do you want to be made well? It is interesting that the word here is not the word that is normally translated healed, but the word which speaks of wholeness, of the whole person, not just his ailment or disability. It is more comprehensive than that. That Jesus meant his physical healing cannot be questioned, yet he seems to be talking of something more comprehensive than just his physical body. He's speaking of his soul, his whole being. So often we wish God to move in our life, to assuage our suffering or to help us in some trial, yet we do not think of that change that such grace calls us to. To be healed, to be made whole is to be invited to come into his kingdom, to repent and live differently than we had ever lived before. To be made whole for this man and for us is to face an open door in his life. It's an opportunity to begin the life of love where we reflect the glory of God. It is a moment of entry where we become who we were created to be. The great invitation by necessity means that there are things we will give up. We must give up. Lesser things, but dearly held things, which our hearts cling to. They can be as big as our wealth, our job, or our relationships. It can be small things that have taken residence in our heart. Things such as food, television, or some possession, or some entertainment can become so important that they must be given up in order to enter into his kingdom. Also, sometimes a person can become so comfortable with a way of living, even if it is less than what they were made for, that they are reluctant to surrender it for something better. 
When Jesus asks the man, do you want to be well, it is a sincere question. It is for us as well. Do we want to be well? Do we want to be whole? In this question, Jesus is telling us to examine our hearts and to be ready for the changes that very well could come our way. This man had no way of knowing what such healing would bring to him. He was later called before the scribes and Pharisees to be interrogated. He was put into a precarious situation because he wanted to be whole. Was he willing to enter into the kingdom where everything might be demanded of him? Was he willing to give up what he had learned to be comfortable with after 37 years? And so the question comes to us. Are we ready to accept the invitation of his kingdom? Or are we just asking God to remove our suffering without the choice to follow him? Do we want healing without the bigger wholeness that God has created us for? Do we want to be made whole? In saying yes to this specific question, we are saying we surrender our future to God with all his glorious changes and demands. Surrender is the right answer to God's grace. Again, listen. Listen to the question. Do you want to be made whole? Let us pray. Jesus, we hear your question. We're taken back. We do not know what to say. We examine our hearts and know that too often we fool ourselves into thinking we want one thing, only to find out that it's not what we choose. Lord, like the man we say in this moment, yes, we want to be made whole. We want to be made right. We want to be healed. Forgive us when we put lesser things ahead of you. Forgive when we have turned our backs on the demands of your kingdom upon our living. Make us whole, Lord. Lead me into your kingdom. In the name of Christ alone do I pray this. Amen. Amen.